The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I hope you're having a great day. I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I invite you to tune in each week. You can access me on Twitter. Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also download the shows for your listening pleasure through my website, www.transformationforsuccess.com, and click on the tab, Dr. B's Radio Show. You know, I am so excited and thrilled today to have as my special guest, Ms. Stephanie Spruill, said one of the, one of the top background singers in the world and has sung on perhaps more gold and platinum selling Grammy Award winning albums for more iconic performers than any other artist out there. Over the last three decades, she has recorded and toured with Julio Iglesias, Whitney Houston, Tom Petty, Mariah Carey, Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, Barbara Streisand, Donna Sumner, Diana Ross, Billy Idol, Simply Red, Luther Vandross, Talking Heads, Michael Jackson, Ricky Martin, Glenn Campbell, Olivia Newton-John, I'm telling you, the list goes on, and Quincy Jones. Let me tell you, she's also the founder of SHM, School of Voice and Artist Development. You know, I had the opportunity of meeting this dynamic, inspiring, and talented young woman on a night that was without a doubt a jazz day for Stephanie Spruill as she performed music from her newly released CD called It's a Jazz Day. And this was at the Grammy Museum at LA Live in Los Angeles. I'm telling you, she held the audience spellbound with her range of musical expressions and displaying her talent on her signature tambourine. It was a wild night for me, and I was so honored to be there. This woman has an incredible voice with a coloratura voice and a range of more than five octaves. This sexy, soulful soprano was once likened by Motown Records founder Barry Gordy to legends Eartha Kitt and Sarah Vaughan. You know, I can go on and on about her, but I just have to really give her her due because you know what? The Bible says to whom honor is required, honor is due. And I'm giving her due honor because she's not only recorded on film and vinyl through the years, but she's performed before presidents and royalty the world over. She sang at the White House for three different administrations and before the Emperor of Japan, the Queen of England, and the King of Spain. And that's not only her only venture into the arts. Spruill was recently featured on Oprah Winfrey's network reality show, Sweetie Pies. 
and she graced the stage of the 87th Annual Academy Awards, singing with none other than John Legend and Common on the Oscar-winning Best Original Song, Glory. Now, Cheryl has written most of her songs, as well as writing and arranging songs for other artists and the theme song, even for a movie. So, listeners, I don't want you to go away. I want you to hang in there, listen today, as our discussion is going to center on her transformational journey, and we're going to travel with Stephanie on her road in show business, working with these award-winning albums for artists, such as I've named, and she's going to share her trials and her triumphs over the years. And moreover, she's going to share answers that should be on the mind of every performer today and how to stay focused on your visions. So share with your friends. If they don't listen live, they can download this show. So Stephanie, welcome, my dear. It's so wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. I am so blessed to be here, and thank you for asking me to be here today. Oh, I had to ask you, Stephanie, and you know, you have such an incredible background, and I'm sorry, but I had to go on and on and tell everybody about you, because you know what, it does, and the Bible does say, to whom honors do, you know, you give people their due honor, and not while they're gone, but while they're alive, and so I wanted to share with the audience just who Stephanie Spruill is and what she's done. You know, we've got a lot to talk about today, so I really want to just jump right in, and Stephanie, will you just sort of share with the, with the audience, who is Stephanie Sproul, that little girl who grew up in Los Angeles? <laughs> well, <laughs> Stephanie Sproul, first and foremost, I'm a child of God, okay? That's, and that's, um, amen, my, amen, okay? <laughs> yes, my footsteps are ordered, so when he says move, I, I go exactly where he tells me to go. But, you know, like you mentioned, I was born in South Central. And um, I'm from a wonderful family. Mom and dad were in the house, a family of nine of us. And we went to church, we ate, and every day we got up, we heard jazz in the household. I studied classical music. Um, I played the cello for 13 years, and each and every one of us in the household played a classical instrument. So I played cello, my brother played uh, viola, my sister played violin, my other brother played trumpet, my other brother played piano. So we had a chamber orchestra happening in the hood, okay? Well, and then I'm going to fast forward. Were parents musical? Were you, I'm pardon? Just, pardon me, but were your parents musically inclined? Yes, they were. Yes, they okay. were. They weren't in the arts. My mother was a notary public and an uh, income tax consultant, but she loved to sing and she played the piano. My father, my father played trumpet, both of them, and he had such a beautiful baritone voice. I loved hearing my daddy sing, and um, but they didn't do it professionally. My daddy uh-huh. was a diesel mechanic, and my mother was a, um, like I said, income tax consultant mm-hmm. and uh, notary public, and that's where I learned how to be a businesswoman, because in show business, it's on stage for two hours, and the other t- 22, you're handling your business. Hence the name of my book, 17 Points of Longevity in uh-huh. Show Business, right? But anyway... Um, and then I toured, I was in a performing arts school called the Young Saints, and uh, I toured uh, as a kid with Danny Kay. And that's when I first played at the White House, and then I did at Sullivan shows, and then I started playing Las Vegas with Danny Kay, and that's how I learned how to be a triple threat. And uh, from there, I went to, uh, like I said, started uh, working with um, The Reason Why. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Peters discovered me. And then from there, I went to David T. Walker. Lou Adler at A&M discovered me, heard me singing my heart out on one of Carol King's records. And David T.'s record, he says, you know what, I have the singer for you, David T. Hence me starting to uh, perform and incorporate my percussion uh, playing in, along with my singing. Now, so, tell me this. 
When, when you were growing up, how early was it that you discovered you had a, a singing voice and a passion for singing? Well, I, I, my parents told me I was three. Okay. That's, yeah, I would go in the backyard and hit these real high notes. They, and my dad said, there she goes with that big mouth again. So I <laughs> loved singing from the beginning. I don't okay. know. That was, that's one of my passion and one of my gifts that God has bestowed on me. Certainly a gift. Oh, my goodness. At age <laughs> three. And so now during high school, did you, did you when you were at the special high school, were you, uh, was it for the arts? I mean, you said that. But were you concentrating on your singing and taking voice lessons and all of that? No, 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 no. I, I'm like self-taught. However, I was studying cello. I went to parochial school uh-huh. uh, from from uh, elementary to high school. I went to Vanguard. I went to Carver Elementary, and then I went to Centennial High in Los Angeles. Well, in mm-hmm. Compton, right? And yes. uh, but I had such amazing teachers, music teachers. They were amazing. And my mother, being a businesswoman, she said, "Okay, in church you're singing in the choir." At school, you're in the orchestra. So the other classes that you're going to take are going to be all business classes. And I just thank my mother for that because that got me into the frame of mind handling my business, right? Okay. Now, that was very fortuitous of your mom to encourage you in that direction. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, she said, you can already sing, dear heart. So you need to learn the business. Well, were there difficult times for you breaking into the music business? You know, I mean, you started out Danny Kaye and you sang at the White House, but were there any difficult times for you really trying to, you know, break into this? Because it's really, uh, it's, an, it's not really that easy to break into the singing, the music business. No, it's not. It's not. And, and I, I'm going to say this, that I was blessed to be in the performing arts school like the Young Saints because what happened with the Young Saints, there were 20 exceptionally talented African-American children in Mm -hmm. uh, Los Angeles where we would get together and uh, we would be at Tommy's home on Wellington Road and he would have stars come and watch us. And they would come and say, okay, we want them to be in our TV show or we want them to come on the road with us. And it was amazing. 20 Kids was with, with Danny Kay or with uh, other artists. And at that time, there were a lot of variety shows. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, I learned it was like on-the-job training for me. Okay. I was doing these TV shows at NBC, at CBS, at Go to Capital, and I got all of this experience, and it was just a gift, you know, from God that uh, I was the one that it was, uh, you know, I was blessed to be in that group. And then from well, there, yeah. it was just my hard, um, not knowing the game, mm-hmm. just going mm-hmm. and doing whatever I need to do. Yeah, but it is difficult, of course. I wasn't called for all the top sessions in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. I could barely rub two pennies together. However, I never lost hope, and I never lost myself, you know, uh, how do I say it, honing in on my skills. Once I mm-hmm. learned uh, a few licks from Harvey Mason, the great drummer, I took my tambourine and started studying right there in my little apartment by myself, different little licks that I could do, not knowing that I'll be one of the top tambourine players in the world. And Isn't that, that something? Elton John's <laughs> percussionist. So it's, it's honing in on your skills. So I, I, I just, that's, that's the way it was. I was young and it was part of life, you know? So it didn't, to me, it wasn't difficult. I look back, I said, Ooh, child, please. <laughs> But it did you have Did the, you have a mentor that uh, supported you or, or helped you? Uh, not in the beginning. Like I said, I was in the Young Saints, so I had all these uh, opportunities. 
But see, a lot of people had those opportunities, and they didn't turn them into uh, a business like I did. So it's just I, I, all these things culminating. Um, I know how to compartmentalize. I learned that from my mother. Um, how to take something to make mm-hmm. something that's so small and your passion and make it huge, and 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 me not knowing that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You see. But, yes, yes, I had mentors. Jerry Peters believed in me. He heard me. He saw how hard I worked. So he told other people about me. Then I went with David T. Walker. He told other people about me. That's when they, the Mizell brothers, when they came and saw me live with David T. Walker, that's when I got started working with Donald Byrd, doing all the, you know, jazz mm-hmm. albums and everything. And then from there to Motown, playing all the, you know, sessions. And then... I started doing a lot of recording sessions, like Billy Barnum, H.B. Barnum's sister, hired me to go on the road with, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Rhinestone Cowboy, Glenn Campbell. And mm-hmm. so that changed the game up. You know, I went from not having anything to really doing top-notch gigs. And then from there, everybody loved my teamwork attitude, and that the acronym is Together Everyone Achieves More. I wasn't in there to compete. I was just mm-hmm. there to make it better, and they liked working with me, so one thing led to another, and I became the top uh, contractor for vocals, learned from Gloria Jones and, and Mary Clayton and the Waters Girls, and just from a lot of top background singers before I even got in the industry, and then I just turned it into a major business, and then record companies started calling me to be on the sessions and mm-hmm. calling the people um, to be on the sessions like the Donna Summer, you know, um, Bad Girls, and I Just Want to Stop with Gino Vanelli and, and um, uh, you know, the Michael Jacksons and Elton John and everybody I worked with. And then I but started you know, touring. Go ahead. I'm st- sorry. No, no, no. This is great. And I'm, I'm hearing your story, and I'm hearing so much in this, in this uh, incredible journey so far. What I'm hearing you say, too, Stephanie, which is so important for listeners to hear, you know, that the hard work that and being a person focused on learning your craft and being good at your craft and then being that person who is a team player. Uh, these are, I mean, because I'm telling you, today it seems people want to be the solo. They, they, <laughs> they want to be the out front, not really necessarily the team player. And you're talking about having um, this this really foundation of learning the business and having a business mind. So all of these things, the reason why I'm pulling this out, because as we talk about transformation for success, one sometimes feel many people want success, but they want it now. And they don't realize there's a cost that you have to pay. So I want you to share with were there difficult times for you. And one of the things that when you work with so many artists, as you as you did, describe some of those experiences for for you. Well, you know, I'm going to keep it real. I mm-hmm. was married very young, and I had a daughter, my little okay. baby Yolanda Palomo. So uh-huh. I would take her to Las Vegas with me. Mm-hmm. I would take her to Europe with me. So it's not like I, you know, it was like a, a easy road. It was difficult, but see, I turned poison into medicine. Because I said, this is my life. And I have a daughter. She depends on me. I was married. And then mm-hmm. I divorced. And then, but I still had my child. So I had to make a world um, for both of us. Mm-hmm. 
you know, at the same time. So, and, and that's what I did. And I would take them to sessions, and people would say, why are you bringing your child? Because I don't have money to, to hire a babysitter. So she's come with me. She's disciplined. Sit over there, Yolandita, while Mother does her sessions. And so people start looking at me like, uh-oh, she's changing up the game because she has confidence in what mm-hmm. she's doing. That's my first principle. And my second principle in my book is focus. I was focused on the end game. I needed to pay my, before I bought a house, I had needed to pay my rent. I needed to take care of my daughter. I'm going to keep it real. You ask me to keep it real, I'm keeping it real. You mm-hmm. see? So um, I, I, I just didn't look at the, the um, negativity of it. I looked at the possibilities and the probabilities. And I said, okay, if I do this, if I hone in on my skills and I, and I just be the woman that God has made me, I can do it all. And that's what I did. And to this very day, it's all about longevity. So for those young people out there saying, I want it now, babies, you guys better hone in on your skills, learn what you have. You have the Internet, try to learn as much as you can because the game is totally different now. Right but, back in the day, you know, you could you could make a record and put it in your the trunk of your car and sell it out of the trunk of your car. But it's easier now that you have the Internet, but it's more competition. Probably, yeah. Yes, yes, and yeah, so just love, be a team player, and the acronym is Together Everyone Achieves More. They really do. You know, when when you look at it, though, and you say, what was it that really kept you going? I mean, you've got a young marriage, you've got a daughter, and you're having to make a living for yourself. Were there times when you felt alone? Because I'm not saying lonely, but alone. And what did you have? To, what did you have to lean on? What did you have to fall back on my during holy those father, times? Mm-hmm. My father, my holy father. I would get on my knees and pray, and I said, "Well, you know, you know what I need. You know what um, you put me here for." And I was thinking like that as as a kid. I mean, I'm young, you know, mm-hmm. like sixteen, seventeen. I had, I was married when I was eighteen. Okay, okay. And I started really working when I was eighteen. I was in the Young Saints when I was 15, okay? okay? So I'm working with Dan when I'm 15. So I see all these experiences, all these things that I want to do. And then when I became married, had a daughter, then I said, I have to lean on the everlasting father. That's who I leaned on because that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't think I needed to, how do I say, um, uh, second guess the gift that he's given me, second guess the vision that Mm -hmm. I had in my heart that God had put on my heart, and also second-guess my talent. So I leaned on my talent. I didn't go and have to think I had needed to do the infamous couch and that's going to get me somewhere. No, uh-uh, that ain't going to get you nowhere because then, you know, it's all about next. So I just knew then as a, at a young age that I needed to keep my nose to the grind and to believe in myself and then let them judge me by my talent, not by anything else, by my talent. And that has held up for me for my entire life. Well, so, you know what? Yes, we're going to take a break. I hate to stop you right now, but we're going to take a pause for a commercial break. So, yes. listeners, I want you to stay tuned as we come back with my special guest, Miss Stephanie Spruill. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. I am excited today because my guest is Miss Stephanie Spruill, and she has been one of the top background singers in the world and sung on perhaps more gold and platinum selling Grammy Award winning albums for iconic performance that I tell you too many to name. But listen out there, we are coming back with a second segment with her on our discussion today, A Journey of Transformation with Jazz. So, Stephanie... Tell me, you know, you work with so many uh, so many artists. Now, I don't want to segue away from here you are, 18, 19 with the child. You're taking your daughter on your auditions, and she's with you, and you become really quite outstanding, and you start to make a name for yourself. People know who you are, and you're talented, you're skilled, and you're a team player. But, you know, one of my questions, because you have worked with, I mean, some outstanding girl artists. I mean, I sort of like, oh, my God, I think I'd be a little intimidated if I met Julio, (laughs) you know, myself. (laughs) Really, I'm telling you. And I thought, Tina Turner, oh, I'd like to meet Tina and Aretha, Barbara Streisand. I mean, now, and Diana Ross, did you ever, and I know, you know, this may not seem an appropriate question, but did you ever feel a little intimidated by any of these artists? (laughs) Well, you know what? Each one of those artists I had a great experience with. When I worked with Barbara Streisand, I did um, A Star is Born with her. And I remember I had this outfit on from uh, North Beach Leather. And when I walked out of my trailer, and it was jamming, too, she said, Excuse me, Stephanie, did I buy that? I said, No, this is my own outfit. She said, Well, I know that's experience. So I just, expensive. So I'm watching my budget because she was the producer. So I, and, and with Tina Turner, it was, um, and I've done many records for uh, Barbara Streisand as well. But Tina Turner, I when they told me I was going to do a gig with Tina Turner, I said, "Oh my God, I can't wait to get up there so I can say do 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 do." 
<laughs> I'm going to be in. I can't when I roll up in there. And I go into the session, and I'm singing my heart up. And Tina said, wait just a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Stephanie, come here for a second. And I said, yes, Tina. She said, Stephanie, don't give me me. I want Stephanie Sproul because you, darling, have a sound. And that's why I called you, because you have a sound. And I said, whoa, Tina Turner told me that I had my own sound, right? And that's when I discovered that I had an individual sound, and and I just blew up after that, after Tina Turner. So all these women that you mentioned, I didn't feel intimidated with them because they were also team players and they're good people and they they talk to me as if I'm one of the pe- one of them. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. they just imparted grand great, great knowledge to me and I, I was like a sponge and I still like a sponge. And Julio with his fine self, you know what I'm saying? Oh, when God. you see him and when I went to audition for him and sang my heart out and there were a hundred girls wrapped around the corner. After <laughs> I sang, he told his manager, send all the rest of the girls home. Stephanie's going on the road with me right now. So I knew immediately that, okay, I must be great if he just sent a hundred girls home, right? Mm-hmm. And so they make you feel good when you are comfortable in your own skin and when you show them how good you are without being like, um, like, oh, oh, it's Julio. I can't perform now. I'm so scared. You know, you can't be scared. You have to just rise to the occasion. And that's what I did. But it is exciting to, to perform with these people like Michael Jackson because he was so brilliant. And when he at 3 o'clock in the morning, I couldn't believe it. Here I am sleeping, and I, the phone rang, ring, and I said, hello. Hi, Stephanie. And I sat up like a board. I said, yes. He said, this is Michael Jackson. I said, yes, sir. Well, how could I help you? And that's when he, you know, told me he wanted me to put together the children's choir, also with the choir I had already put together for Can mm-hmm. You Feel It? So all these people, they always respected me for what I had to bring to the table. So they also made me feel comfortable. So, well, that's hey. great. I mean, you know, that's wonderful to hear because, you know, was there ever anybody, though, that you – didn't feel that comfortable with, or they didn't um, feel that comfortable with you. Yeah, some people, some people, you know, when they're um, not comfortable in their skin, they'll put out mm-hmm. negative energy, and I'm not even going to say their names. <laughs> no, I don't have to say their name, but how did you deal with it? That's, that's, that's the question, because, you know, we're always going to have someone, I don't care who you are, they're not going to like you for whatever reasons, or yes, appreciate you. Right, right, and you know what? It wasn't from the stars, it was... Maybe from other background singers. <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah, because, you know, it's, it, there's only so much work, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to get called for that same gig. So I know that I was chosen. Many many are called, but very few are chosen. Absolutely. I'm, I know I was chosen. And when I got that, that's when I didn't feel intimidated by them mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. Throwing the haterator, <laughs> be right. right. I, I've know, forgotten but. that there are other background singers. You know, I, when you see some of the shows and you see the background singers. In fact, I was looking at the background singers for you, and I was noticing what I noticed is how much they were in tune to you, and they were watching you. And I was looking at them, and they had what I felt admiration. You know. They were showing when you did a couple of solos, and gosh, when you did that tambourine hit, I tell you, you know, it's just, wow, I didn't even know you were oh, such a performer on the tambourine. So background singers, for me, I always watch them. I don't know why. I'm always interested 
in how they look, how, how they present themselves, because they are what you call background singers. So they have to uh, blend with the performer who's on stage. So now that you're out front with your own background singers, I'm sure it's a whole different experience for you, right? Well, you know, it's, I've always been a performer. I was, Clive Davis signed me to his label a few years ago, you know, mm-hmm. for Arista. And I was signed to Columbia. So I, I've, I've been, a, an, uh, how can I say, I've been an out-front artist for a very long time, all my life. However, I found out that there's a business in being a background singer, baby, when you're great and can become a background um, contractor and also the vocal arranger. That's mega bucks. That's what bought this house that I'm in. You see? Well, that, well so, that's why. Yeah, I so I, yeah. Turned, I turned that into a major business. So I, I just seized the opportunity. I saw a niche. I jumped on it. It is a niche. Um, not everybody can sing background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I found I that niche, and then I was able to teach on it. Share with the listeners how you came to write this eight-minute tribute to Jazz Great. Theolonius uh, Monk. Now, Thelonious Monk wrote the song. Uh-huh. And you did an eight-minute tribute to him. Yes, I did a tribute to Thelonious Monk, and it's around about midnight. I did a tribute. I, I love Thelonious Monk, and uh, I had all of, all of his songs, like Ruby, My Dear, um, and Walk Bud, um, and uh, Round About Midnight. So when I heard that there was an entire suite to Round About Midnight, which hence eight minutes, I said, I'm going to do this. And it was arduous, but it's so amazing, the different wow. um, vignettes, mm-hmm. as you would say, uh, the suites that you go through, the different energies, the different moods you go through from just singing with me and the piano and then going into a big band and then going to the Latino side at the end. I love changing things up, as you saw when I was on stage. Yes, I did. So if I can use every inch of the gift that God has given me, I'm going to use it. <laughs> That's great. That's marvelous. Now, you, you state often that jazz is life. What do you mean when you, when you say that jazz is life? Because, you know, you improvise in jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay. and in life, you improvise, okay? Yes. <laughs> you don't know what's coming up the next second. You may prepare. I may prepare for the song and the whole nine yards, but when I'm on stage, I just let the spirit flow. In life, you don't know what's going to come at you, so that means you have to rise to the occasion, that is so true. Yeah, and, that's know, very much you, like jazz to me. You improvise one, through life. One Try to the, do the best you, know, you can with what you have, right? Uh, that is so true. You know, Stephanie, you've always said that one of your, your favorite things was a blending of your God-given gifts. And from jazz, you know, growing up, because you could tell I could detect it, that, that gospel uh, influence and your rendition, particularly of with the tambourine, and even one of the songs you sang uh, when you entertained um, at the Grammy, it was absolutely marvelous to see Thank how you. you're able to just sing a song, and that every one of the songs you sang had a meaning. Explain how you're able to do that. 
Uh, Well, you know, I think uh, music imitates life. Mm -hmm. And when I write, uh, the song that you mentioned, like, was Nothing Lasts Forever. I wrote that for Jean Lucien, uh, Mm -hmm. me and uh, Jeff Lorber, and Diane Quander. So I've written several songs and hits for other artists. And to me, I write about life. I'm a lyricist, and my forte are lyrics and melodies. So it's how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I turned that song into being a praise and worship song, going from the jazz and nothing lasts forever, except for my Lord. That's when I pull out the tambourine wow. and start worshiping wow. him, giving him all the praise and honor. So that it was put on my heart to do it that way. <laughs> Listen, what have yes, been ma'am. some of your high points as an entertainer? Because, you know, you've sung, I'm at the White House several times, you've sung before the king and queen. I mean, tell me, what do you feel have been your high points? Wow. How can I say There's so many, you know, first I'm going to lump it all together. All the, um, being able to, um, amass all of these gold and platinum records that I've been able to work with several artists Mm -hmm. and, and help them get their Grammys and, and their Oscars and all of that. That, that's been a high point for me because I respect that. And I respect mm-hmm. them for them giving me the reins to make the backgrounds up and, and to hire the right voices and, and to be also part of their aggregation. That's mm-hmm. a high point for me because I am a team player. The other high point, of course, singing at the White House and um, mm-hmm. when the president's uh, first lady came to me and, and said, the song that you just sang, As Time Goes By, that's my favorite song. So. Thank you. That was a high point. And singing, you know, on stage with Julio and Placido Domingo to do a duet with Placido Domingo, that was a high point. So I have various high points, you know. Having my daughter is a high point. (laughs) I know. I bet that was. And I know you understand that one. Now, we talk about high points, too. Yeah. What were your lowest uh, lowest point that you can think of? And how did you get out of that one? Okay. Oh, wow. Hmm. My lowest point, I, it was when I was very young, and I was sitting in my house at Willow's apartment with my daughter, because I had gone through a divorce, and it was New Year's, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm hearing the New Year's, boom, psh, and people said, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, you know, and I was hearing in my mind's eye, you know, people are hugging each other and kissing, and bringing in the new year, and I'm sitting here, broke, with my mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. and God, what do you have for me? And then he, I had an epiphany, bing! He said, baby, this is going to be short-lived. You just keep those dreams, keep them going forward, because I have something for you. And that's when I started hearing the force of the Lord. So mm-hmm. that's what brought me up. I, I felt like I was at a low point. You know, yes, not yes. destitute, but I felt so sad, you know, yes, yes, yes. and I said, oh, my God, I'm alone. You know, I'm lonely. What's yeah, going yeah. on? You know, just, I, I Lord, that, just yeah. me and my daughter, what's going on? And then God just put on my heart. And that was a high point for me. And then after that, the rest is history. <laughs> no, her story. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, one of the things as an entertainer and, uh, you know, after meeting you and watching you, I know you have so much energy. So, Stephanie, how do you decompress and make yourself a priority? Well, you know, that energy, that's wonderful that you say that because I've always been 
high energy. You know, there were nine of us in my parents' home, and I'm bouncing up, bing, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. However, that's, that's one of my, the way God uh, made me. However, I know how to compartmentalize. So okay. I, I, I know how to, when I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. I, I give that time, put on, I put on my full armor. So I am protected because if I went out there with just high energy, and I would be taken advantage of. I really would mm-hmm. if I didn't mm-hmm. know what was happening. So before I even get out of the bed, that's my meditative time. That's mm-hmm. the time when I give, you know, just just me and the Lord. So that's mm-hmm. my downtime. <laughs> now, after I come off the road or after I do a show like I do, because I do um, execute a high-energy show from the time I hit that stage, from the time I leave, to meet and greet and all of that. And then when I go home, I shut down. If I don't have a gig the next day, I shut down completely. I don't okay. want to talk on the phone unless I have interviews. I leave my pajamas on, and I stay in the bed, honey. I veg. Great. Yes, that's I good. shut that's... all the way down. Great. That's good yeah, for people to know because sometimes, sleep, you know, I, I think uh, as women, we're just go, 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 energetic, and it's like, what do you do for yourself? I'm gonna ask I, that, I get asked that question quite a bit. Uh, yes. Dr. Young, how do you how do you decompress? How how do you make yourself a priority? I mean, and I have to really say that I have to take time because I tend to be that work 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 because I'm passionate about what I do. There you but go. But I I do have to take that time, and I'm beginning now to see realize more and more I'm going to have to make more of myself a priority. That's so, that's what I do. I have to put me first. You know, take right. my herbs. Do my exercises. I go to my trainer three times a week. I have to do those things for me. You know, my husband says, where are you going? I said, I'm going. i got to get my workout on. You know, so I take that time for me because I won't get, be good for anybody. Right. So that gives me energy. Working out gives me energy. Walking the Rose Bowl gives me energy. But when it, you know, like after a gig, I shut down. If I'm on a tour for five months, trust, I'm in, I'm in my house. I don't need to hang out or go see another show or anything for a week. I shut all the way down and just eat because, you know, we don't eat when we're getting on stage trying to be cute. <laughs> I know. So, Stephanie, we're going yes, to take a quick, uh, quick break, a uh, commercial break, and we're going to be right back. So, yes, listeners, don't go away. We're going to come back. And I'm going to talk to Cheryl how she found love again because she just mentioned husband. So we're going to talk about how's life been juggling marriage and motherhood. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone, even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. 
April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to... Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young, and I'm here today with my guest, Ms. Stephanie Spruill. I tell you who's this dynamic, inspiring, and talented young woman on a mission, on a mission to help people with her lovely talent. This woman has sung, I think, on perhaps more gold and platinum Sally Grammy award-winning albums for many iconic performers, plus she is an iconic performer herself. So we are talking about transformation journey with jazz. So we were just talking about, before we went on break, about juggling motherhood and marriage. And so I've asked Stephanie to share a little bit because she was divorced at 19 and she found love again. So Stephanie, share a little bit about how life has been. Because a lot of times people will say with entertainers and women especially out there, uh, in the public eye and famous, how in the world did you find the right man for you? Or he found you, I should say. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I think we found each other because, yeah, I've been there, done it. I've already, you know, mm-hmm. uh, had the musician and, you know, I said, no, we both, I, I can't have another musician, child, please. <laughs> but you know what? I know how to compartmentalize. I know how to separate family, and uh, the business. Mm-hmm. And you must do that. You know, you have to know when to shut it down. You have to know when to show it, when to fold it. I and I learned that, you know, mm-hmm. from my first marriage. I mean, it wasn't a horrible marriage. He was a great father, the whole nine yards. But um, this one I have now, you know, I met him at Home Depot, baby. I went there to, uh, I was <laughs> remodeling my home. He was remodeling his home. God told me to go to Home Depot at 630 on a November (laughs) evening, and it was dark. I said, Lord, I'm not going to Home Depot. It's dark outside. Go to Home Depot now, baby. I'm getting ready to to paint you a new life. So I went there with an open canvas. You see where I'm coming from? Yes, I do. And going there, thinking I'm looking for some paint. Honey, God had my husband standing right there. So I'll cut to the chase. I I ordered my paint. I needed to go to the little girl's room. I had three aisles to walk down, one, two, or three. I said, I'm going to check. I'm going to pick number one. Walk down that aisle, and I saw the man I had seen an hour before in the Home Depot, and it was Melvin. And, you know, I walked past him, and I said, look like you're going to do some painting also. And I kept walking because I had to go to the little girl's room, right? And he said, well, why don't we turn around? He turned around, and he's a shy man, so this was divine intervention. It wasn't him talking because I know him. (laughs) And he said, "Why why don't we get cleaned up and go have dinner? 
and I stopped, honey, my heel print is still in Home Depot, honey. And I said, <laughs> I turned around real quick, excuse me, are you married? That's the first thing I asked. He says, look, I only want a two-hour dinner, and the rest is history. We've oh. been married ever since then. So uh, it was divine intervention. That's how I found him. Because you know what? If there's some ladies out there listening and men that are looking for their life mate or like what you had, Dr. B, and looking for a man that you can grow with, I put the man 10 things that I wanted in a man, and I put that in the Bible. I just flipped the Bible, and I stuck it in. I don't know which, um, you know, book it was, but I know it was one of the great books in the Bible, and I put it in there, closed the Bible, but I put exactly the kind of man I wanted, Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of man I got. So you ask for, you know, be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. I had a list, too. There are a couple of things I didn't put on the list, but I... Okay. I think I tell women when they do that, be very careful about what you put on the list and what you might omit. So be and sure you that go. you be inclusive because you will get what you ask for. No, I'm very happy I've got what I asked for, but there were a couple of things on the list that I said, oh, maybe I should have put that. So yes. if, but other than that, no, I am glad to hear you share that because I think one of the biggest things today, no matter what profession you may be in, the arts, you know, and crafts, a profession such as the musical career that you're in or whatever, people are seeking love and they're seeking companionship and they want the right companion. And so I'm so glad for you to share that. And so I met him and he adores you. You can just see that. And and you guys seem to be partners. And that's what I liked, that he was helping uh, the night that I I went to see you. You know, I know that you've made um, Stephanie, a difference in so many lives, and namely as a founder, and I want to talk a little bit about the school, yes. uh, Voice and Artist Development, that you founded, and it gives you an opportunity to work as a coach for other vocalists. So share a little bit about your school and and what it does, because you're making a difference, I'm sure, with so many uh, artists, and you're writing songs as well. So share a little bit about your school and yes, how that you know- came about. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to go back to the Lord again. That's I was all right. In, okay, I was at the Church of the Harvest. I'll never forget, and it was this huge, um, like, um, big conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there in a 200 person choir, and I said, "Oh, now, Lord, I'm going to join the um, the praise and worship team." And the Lord stopped me and said, "No." Now it's just like you and I talking, Doctor B. I could hear mm-hmm. him. He says, you know what I want you to do? I want you to leave here, go out there, learn more of me, and teach my people to praise me in excellence. And I got it immediately. That's when, because he is all ordained. I notice everything that I'm doing is ordained from the Holy Spirit. And that's why discernment is so important. I, I, I try to hear him and listen to the right, you know, things that he's telling me to do, and then make it come to fruition. So mm-hmm. when I started my school, the people in the church were my first students. And then I went out there, and then from there, I, I started becoming one of the top uh, celebrity vocal coaches and artist developers in the nation. So I, I'm very blessed because I, you know, I listened to what the Father said. And that's God ordained. When, it's God yeah, ordained. he had me write the book. And, and so all this goes back to me having confidence and believing in myself knowing that whatever I do, and it may not all work out because it's all about risk factors anyway. 
and I have that in my book, I've just got to try it because you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work, you know? So I tried it. It became successful, and I'm just blessed I did because that's when the industry and it's became, it took a nosedive. Mm-hmm. Because everything became online. Every mm-hmm. recording studio where I used to do five sessions a day, dear hot, every day, I would be at A&M all day going from room to room, Quincy Jones to here, to go here and do Tom Petty and go here to do, you know, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. go here to do. So it was like that every day for me. All day oh, things. However, I listened to the Lord. He was setting me up. He was setting me up. And he says, okay, now it's time for you to give back. And that's my philanthropic side. And that side turned into a, a business for me. And um, so I, I, I'm blessed to be given, passing it forward because they, we don't have teachers in schools like I did when I was coming up. They right. took it out of schools. Reagan, you took music out of schools. That was the dumbest thing for a man to be, you know, an artist to take music out of schools. I'm going to call it, you know, truth to set you free every time. Yeah. When he took that well, out of school. It's good to, you know, because one of the things that I often ask people is where does their motivation come from? Obviously, your motivation comes from God, from the creator. And like there are many, many faiths and people believe, but there is one God, one creator of us all. And to listen to that voice and to tune into that voice and more importantly, obey and take that leap of faith is what you've done to really make a difference for so many people with your talent. And for that, Stephanie, my hat is off to you. You know, as you look back over your life, though, did you ever <laughs> see yourself as becoming this, this I, I still like the word, iconic voice behind so many of the hit makers and also, I mean, such and making such a difference in the lives of so many individuals today. Did you ever, ever imagine that? No, I didn't. I just did the work. You know, because if I would have thought about it, it probably would have intimidated me. It probably would have made me feel like, oh, God, I got to do all this. Oh, wow. No, I, I just, I didn't think about it as it were. I just but did, did you have a dream? Work. Did you have a dream or a vision? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. When I was with the Young Saints, I saw Tommy and Evelyn, who were phenomenal artists themselves out of New York. They were with the Wings Over Jordan Choir and, and mm-hmm. a lot of amazing artists. But they, I saw them give back. And I said then, when I was a kid, I was only 16 at that time, when I said, mm-hmm. I want to do what they're doing. I want to build a school one day. So I did speak it into the universe. And that's what I've done. You know, I'm doing what my mentors did, you know, as artist developers, giving it back. That's because wonderful. who's going to give it to you? Who best to give it to you than somebody who has had success and what they're doing and what they have done and passing it forward, opposed to somebody who is bitter from the business and telling you all the sob, sad stories. I can sit and tell you some sob, sad stories, but I turned poison into medicine, baby. That's you know, great. And that's what we have to do. You see? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> and that's one of the things where we talk about transformation for success, how we yes, transform ma'am. our lives to become not bitter, but to become better. Yes. Tell me, um, one of the things that I wanted to share before we run out of time here is give me a couple of points about your book that you've written called 17 Points to Longevity in Show Business. Uh, give well, us a couple of points out of that book that you yes, talked God about. Is- 
Yes, God is so good that He gave me this book, and it's you know it's 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 outlined step by step how to develop your skills, promote your career, and still take time to nurture your physical and spiritual well being. You will learn how to make a business plan, establish a client base, and increase your confidence and focus. No, there's no other book I think than than this book. I've broken it down in three chapters: um, personal, career, and financial. And in the personal, I have confidence, focus, emotional well-being, physical and vocal training. In career points, I have education, skills, versatility, business savvy, risk factors, self and uh, marketing, um, networking, and industry contacts. And financial is financial stability, environment, global awareness, and trends. I often say, are you an I can or an I will or an I must person? I can to me, Dr. B, means I can do this one day, but I don't mm-hmm. know how to make this come to fruition. The other is I will. I will do this. I will do that. And, you know, most I wills are procrastinators. And I believe that word procrastination you need to eliminate from your mm-hmm. vocabulary. However, an I must person, an I must person has a clear purpose and proactively pursues his or her master plan with a sense of urgency on a daily basis. That's how I teach. You know, I, yeah, I teach interpersonal skills. It's not just for show business because show business, like I said, it portrays our lives because we're living it all at one moment in time. It's all about um, evolving in music or in your life. Everything is happening in tandem. So you need interpersonal skills in order to be successful in both. So that's how I teach, dear heart. That is wonderful. You know, uh, and the reason why I really enjoyed and hearing about the book was when you spent, talk about 17 points to longevity and show business, it sort of focuses really, because we've got so many young people, particular uh, in this area and all over the world, because we're in 107 countries, so there are many youngsters who look at the United States and they look at the actors and actresses and people who are in show business. And, but to learn how to maintain longevity, all the things that you're talking about, the personal skills that you need, interpersonal skills, but more importantly, Stephanie, you talk about financial management. I think that's a key point of how to manage your business, how to be on top of it, as opposed to letting other people run your your financials, and you don't know a a thing about how to do it. So I thank you for that. And you know, I'm going to give you a plug, folks, to access her book. You can go to www.spruill.com housemusic.com. That's www.spruill, S-P-R-U-I-L-L, housemusic.com. And you can access Stephanie's book, 17 Points to Longevity in Show Business. Stephanie, it's almost yes, time ma'am. to wrap that. It's time to wrap up the show. Oh, and no, it's also I an ebook if they need to the go. Listeners have enjoyed he- hearing from you. Oh, you're so sharing sweet to ask me. so much of yourself today. Thank you, Dr. B. Listen, what I want you to do is to share, before we close, one principle of transformation for success you will offer as it relates to mind, body, and spirit. One principle. Emotional well-being. Emotional well-being is so important in this industry. You know, if you're not feeling confident, Fake it till you make it. You know, we have to go. Don't leave home without your confidence and stay focused on it. But emotional well-being, we need to be emotionally 
in tune with ourselves in order to give back to the world because a lot of people out there are not emotionally connected. And I have an amazing, amazing transformation steam trunk exercise in my book that helps you learn that it's, you know, we have to go through it to get to it. But emotionally, we must stay strong. And in order to stay strong emotionally, we have to be together physically, okay? We have to stay physically fit and stay confident and stay focused on all of the above. But emotional well-being, because it's taken too many of the great artists out of here too soon. And I think emotional well-being is very, very important for my industry. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for that final word. And I want to wish you continued blessings and success on your transformation journey. So as we wrap up the show today, I leave you with this. May you walk in wholeness and healing in your body, soul, and spirit. Remember, we are wired to seek wholeness, and only God can pierce the darkness of our hearts and minds and create a deep awareness of His miracles for a more intimate relationship with Him. Open your hearts to all that God has for you and be whole. So tune in next week as I have another special guest for you as we examine another life on the transformation success journey. And this is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off until next Tuesday at 2 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Be encouraged, be joyful, be grateful for life, and be forever transformed with greatness. See you next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.